Hey, my name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm a certified life coach and motivational speaker, and I'm here to help you unlock your true strengths so you can create the life of your dreams. I teach you my best tips to master your mindset, create confidence, and empower yourself to take back your life. It's your time. This is the Mind and Body Strong Podcast. everybody welcome back to the mind and body strong podcast i have today with me my good friend courtney schrouder and she is a wonderful human being first of all <laughs> we're also almost birthday twins by like one year and one day so i mean that's pretty awesome as well so clearly i like her <laughs> but no we met actually through camp gladiator when i was a camp gladiator trainer she was one of my clients there and we became close and stayed connected and she started to work herself into the coaching field more so specified towards nurses. So I'm really excited to have her here, especially as we continue this craziness that we live in, um, to hear from a nurse's perspective all about burnout. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. This is my first podcast recording. So yes, (laughs) well, it's going to be super fun. And I'd love my audience to kind of learn more about who you are and how long you've been a nurse, what got you into kind of working in this more like coaching field of helping nurses with burnout and we'll kind of build from there. Right. So I have been a nurse now for five years. Um, I started my career in the emergency department, did some travel nursing in between switching roles over to the cardiovascular intensive care unit. So two and a half years in the ED, two and a half years in the ICU. And then I got into the coaching business, I guess, primarily because I went through my own journey of burnout and it took me about two years to recognize that I was even burned out. And then probably about six months of hard work on myself to get to a place where I was feeling better. But I feel like so much time was wasted in a a year and a half of staying in this burnout cycle and not knowing what it was. So I am a big, big advocate for teaching others what burnout is, what it looks like, how it can manifest in us. And then I built my program around giving people the tools to get themselves out of burnout and how to recognize that in themselves, because I don't think it's ever something we completely overcome. I think it's something that we're always going to be, it's a, it's a cycle, right? But we have to learn how to break the cycle. So that's what really got me into this coaching. And I'm really excited to, uh, you know, work with clients and help other nurses and healthcare workers in general, honestly, I guess, just overcome their burnout cycle and live their best lives. Absolutely. Now the healthcare field, I feel like is a pretty prevalent industry when it comes to burnout. Do you know, like, is there like some kind of stat? I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but I feel like most people in healthcare are are dealing with burnout in some fashion. I do not know any statistics, <laughs> but I can say like through all of my jobs, I think I've seen a lot of new grad nurses come in so excited. And then within about a year to two years, there's like this cynicism that like manifests in us. And it's almost like this gallows humor that we learn to use to cope with all of the things we see in our career. And there's just like a lot of changes that need to be made in the healthcare system so we can better take care of our patients. And so I think I would say almost everybody probably goes through like a burnout rut. Um, And a lot of people end up changing jobs, stepping away from the profession. 
And my main goal is to keep people at the bedside doing what they love. Like you don't have to, like we spend so much money on these degrees to become nurses or doctors or respiratory therapists. And then it's like within a few years, we're burnt out and ready to go do something else. Like that's insane. Yeah. Um, To spend that much money and then want to step away from a career because we don't know how to deal with the stress it causes us at work and in our personal lives. Yeah. So absolutely that gets carried over into every area of your life. If you're not accustomed to managing those types of things, it's just going to throw you off in, in so many ways. So you had mentioned that obviously you experienced burnout yourself before you started to really tackle that and now be able to help other people in the healthcare industry, be able to do that for themselves. So when you were going through burnout, what was kind of like some of the symptoms that you were experiencing and what kind of helped you jump out of that cycle? Right. So I think, so my burnout started about two years into my career. Um, I was working in the emergency department and um, I remember one of my coworkers saying to me like, Courtney, you used to be so sweet. And like, now you're just kind of um, explicit. Um, (laughs) He's like, now you're just kind of a B word. And I think he was saying it in a joking manner, but it really affected me because I was like, that's not how I want to come off to people. And then I remember another time during that job, I came into work and I just felt so overwhelmed. And one of my friends sat down next to me and was like, Hey, what's going on? And I just started crying. Uh, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm just really overwhelmed. But after that, I thought, okay, well, like maybe I need to change my environment. So I switched to travel nursing for a little while and thought that would help. I mean, I've switched jobs several times in five years and that's pretty uncommon. Most people stay in their job a little bit longer than I think max I've ever stayed in the job was two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started noticing like, oh, maybe I am the common denominator here. Why can't I be happy at any of my jobs? Um, Because it starts out very exciting and then it starts to kind of level off. So the big things I started noticing just in this past uh, two years was I was not enjoying things I was doing in my own personal life. I wasn't enjoying my days at work. I wasn't having fun with my friends at work. Um, I kind of stayed secluded on my own. And like, I could not get out of bed some days. Mm-hmm. It almost like went into a depression for a little while. And I kind of felt like I lost my purpose for a while. And to be a healthcare worker without purpose is really hard because we have to do a lot of hard stuff, see a lot of hard stuff and feeling like you're not having purpose there. I mean, it's like, why am I doing this then? Because it's not like we get paid some astronomical amount. We definitely don't. So I think that's, that's kind of how my burnout manifested, switching jobs a lot, not realizing what the, what was going on, thinking I just needed a new environment. And then almost like going into a small depression of like not wanting to get out of bed, not doing things I enjoyed. Yeah, no, I think so many people can relate to this. In fact, I can relate to this myself because I was going through much of that in, you know, before I stepped into my corporate job at the time, I was just experiencing a lot of massive burnout and a lot of the same thing. Like I would get up and go teach classes. And then after that, I mean, it was just a train wreck. Like I was just so burnt out. Didn't feel like I had support. Didn't know how to take care of myself. I mean, I remember talking to a counselor at the time and she was like, what do you do for fun? And I was like, what is fun? I don't understand. Like if it's not productive, I'm not doing it. And that's when I kind of realized like, holy crap, I have a problem. Um, And for those of you listening, like if that's 
something that you're noticing in your life, like, oh my gosh, everything I'm doing revolves around work. I don't have time to take care of myself. Like it's really a time to step back. And this is really what, what Courtney is bringing to the table is like, how do we step back and recenter so that we can continue to do, especially with, with the people you work with and in your work, how do you continue to stay in that purpose and be at the bedside for those patients? Right. So something I created, and this was something I started doing out of a need for myself. I created the reignited morning routine guidebook. And really all that is, is doing some work on yourselves and creating a routine. So every day you're pouring into yourself, Mm -hmm. because if we're not giving energy back to ourselves, then we can't give energy out. Right. And the analogy I like to use is like, you know, a campfire needs wood put into it continuously to keep burning. So the wood is the activities we're doing for ourselves, the self-care we're doing, whether that is eating healthy getting movement in, doing like spending time with friends, whatever it is you need to keep that fire in you lit. So you can continue giving off heat to others and bring others closer to you because, you know, people gather around campfires because they're warm and they're cozy. And like, that's the feeling I want to give to other people. I don't want to come off cold and sad to others. Um, That analogy, by the way, that is like so good. Thank you. Yeah. So I created the morning routine guidebook. And what I really focus on in there is daily gratitudes. And I think this, anyone in the personal development area knows about doing your daily gratitudes and it doesn't have to be something big. It just has to be like, I think almost every day I write down, I am thankful for my cup of coffee because I I look forward to drinking my coffee every morning. So I do my five gratitudes and then I write down my goals every day. For a long time, I did not have goals that I was like reaching towards. And this is something I, this is a little bit of a tangent I'm going to go on, but this is something I noticed after I got out of college. Um, Like we work so hard all of our lives to get to this profession. And then it's like, we get into our profession and we're, you know, doing the work and it's like, okay, but like, what, what are we reaching for next? And I kind of realized, I was like, oh, I don't really have like an, another passion or like any hobbies or anything. So like you kind of mentioned, you were talking to your counselor and you're like, oh, like I don't have any hobbies that aren't work. (laughs) Um, So I, um, my goals kind of consist of things that I'm reaching for in the future, but also like ways to have fun, like big things I want to do to have fun. So one of my goals that I created um, during quarantine was like, I want to learn how to kayak. I want to go buy a kayak. So I did it. And that was very empowering. And I think when we start ticking goals off our list. It's a very empowering thing. And it, I mean, honestly, it reignites the light within us, right? Yeah. That reignited morning routine. I'm a big fan of the morning routine myself. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like something I like look forward to, but there was a time when I was in that burnout phase where, I mean, getting out of bed was so hard. I mean, it was like weights on my chest and I'm, I'm sure you experienced mm-hmm. much of the same. So is there something that like right in the beginning as you were breaking out of that cycle that really helped you take a shift or was it this reignited morning routine? I think the biggest thing that helped me, and I am a huge advocate for this for everyone. I think everybody needs a therapist. (laughs) Um, Talking to people, talking to people and letting them know what was going on in my life and just kind of having that accountability of people being able to check in on me. And I'm so thankful. I always call like my best friends, my unpaid therapists. (laughs) We all have those. Right. Because once you start talking about what's going on in your life and like the hard things and being vulnerable with other people, 
you start lifting those weights off your chest, right? And they're helping you carry that burden a little bit. So I think that was the biggest thing that really helped me was kind of talking to my friends about it, recognizing that, hey, maybe I needed a little bit more help than just like talking to my friends daily and just talking to a therapist and her being like, look, like what you're going through is a cycle and I can give you the tools to get out of this. So that was like the biggest thing I think that really helped me. And then doing that daily act of pouring into myself every single morning, even on days like when I was like, I don't really want to. Um, just sitting down and journaling was good too. Journaling is one of my big things too. And I know there's, I have some clients that are super resistant to journaling. They're like, what do I journal about? I'm like, just write things that you're grateful for because the things, the thing about gratitude is it's going to shift you from focusing on all the things that are going wrong, which is most likely what you're doing when you're in that burnout phase. You're very moody and might, might not be sleeping well. You're not obviously not injecting your life with fun. <laughs> so if we can take that time to like really fuel ourselves with that gratitude, even just doing that, I think even the beginning for me, when I wasn't doing journaling, it was like, get up, make my bed, brush my teeth. Like those were the two things or three things, if you want to count it that way that I did. And then anything that happened after that point was like fair game. It's like, just get up, make my bed, brush my teeth. Okay. Now that I'm used to that, now I'm going to start journaling or reading or yoga, whatever it might be. Right. It just, you don't have to take on, I, I think I started saying this in the beginning when I started my uh, reignited nurse platform, your morning routine doesn't have to be like, I'm going to get up and go run five miles. Right. <laughs> it can be something as easy as I'm going to make breakfast this morning. Yes. And just, just find something you enjoy doing and do it every morning. And that is pouring into yourself. Yeah. And letting that be enough. I think that to your point of running five miles every single morning, like we have these high expectations. Like if I can't run the five miles every single day, I might as well do nothing. It's like, we're always living on this all or nothing. I see this a lot with my clients in when they're, you know, healing their relationship to food. It's like this all or nothing mentality. I'm either all in on the diet or if I take one step off, I'm completely off. And like finding that like gray zone of like following what feels good in the moment. Cause some days you're going to need the journaling. Some days you're going to need you know, to read or move or, you know, whatever it might be to help rejuvenate your day. And I also wanted to circle back around and just re-emphasize the fact of getting help. You had mentioned reaching out to friends, therapists. Um, this is something I did myself. And I think it's a really important conversation to have, especially for all those high achieving women that I know are listening to this, who really want to feel like that they are superwomen all the time and need to do everything them themselves. So what do you have to say to the, those women who just have this like superhero cape on 1000% of the time and are like not, are very resistant, let's call it, to letting other people in to see like that weakness side that like might need some help? Mm. <laughs> I, there's a quote in Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and I, I can't remember it verbatim, but she talks about at the end of your life, there's no award you get for being the martyr. No one's going to hand you a trophy and say, oh, you never needed help. Congratulations. <laughs> so that, I mean, there are so many people in the online space that just like want to help others. There's so much free information out there. So even if you're not ready to take the step and jump in with therapy, that's honestly like why I got into the coaching because I wasn't, for a long time, I wasn't ready to jump into the therapy space, but I followed a lot of people on Instagram and 
um, listened to YouTube videos on different things and read self-help books. And that's what really got me ready to jump into therapy. So I would say to these people who feel like they are resistant to wanting to get help, no one has to know. You can, if you want to just start exploring that space, like you can just Google how to start feeling better again. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, you will get a hit on some webpage where they talk about just taking care of yourself. Or better yet, download Courtney's guide and reignite oh, your yeah. You can download my <laughs> reignited morning routine guidebook. That's a great uh, place to start though, because you know, getting up in the morning and setting your day off on the right foot, I mean, that's gonna be, I think, definitely number one first step. But yeah, I agree. It's just like take the first step, like do something and also like renovate your expectation because I think we're living by this expectation that like we must do it all. And if we can't do it all, we might like might as well not even try. And it's just not the case. Like we need to just go ahead and like let that go because it's not serving us. When we really look at it, it's just causing suffering. And why, why do we insist on doing that? You know, like we live in this culture where it's like some kind of badge of honor to struggle all the time. And it just doesn't have to be that way. We can just choose to lay down our arms and be, you know, open to, to help and to also just set a more kind and compassionate expectation to ourselves. And that's something Courtney and I were chatting about a little bit before we pressed record is showing some freaking kindness to yourself when you're in these like moments of burnout and need, you need help. Like what are the conversations that I guess we could shift into more so to kind of help us be more compassionate to ourselves or what have maybe you used that has been helpful? Yeah, so something that I had to learn to do is when I caught myself being frustrated or angry at myself, I had to take a second and be like, why am I upset? And then I'd be like, oh, I'm upset because I'm not, I didn't get everything done that I wanted to do today. But I had to be like, okay, well, I got, I got up, I got ready. I moved my body. I did my journaling, you know, and I did, I, you know, whatever I did the laundry and it's like, it's okay that I didn't get all these other things done. Like those things will still be there, but just rewiring your brain for compassion. I think just being mindful of those thoughts you're having is so important because we, I don't know exactly how many thoughts we have a day, but a lot of those thoughts are negative and we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. And so the more you start catching those negative thoughts and replacing them with, Hey, like you're still doing good, even though you didn't get everything done today, that's okay. And like that stuff will still be there tomorrow. It is not the end of the world. I don't know why we're taught that it's like the end of the world when things are left around the house, the dishes, like, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get why we're taught that at all. But yeah, so I just really had to start rewiring my brain and the thoughts I was having with myself mm-hmm. more towards compassion and almost like being like, okay, those aren't my thoughts. Those are thoughts that I'm taught to have. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I think that's, that's like the main question I have people ask, whether it's in the form of burnout and feeling like you need to do it all or in the form of diet culture, breaking away from that, building body acceptance, food acceptance, things like that, which is more my realm. It's like, who says that you have to do it all and be it all and be perfect and look perfect doing it? Like who says that? It's not your voice. You know, like the same thing with like diet culture and body, you know, the way that we view bodies. It's like, who says that flat stomachs are the most attractive ones? Who says? 
who right. profits from you from you thinking that about yourself? An industry that thrives on you beating the crap out of yourself. Yes. Yep. And it's. <laughs> I, I feel like this is something I have actually, when I first started going to therapy, we talked about a lot is it's all around us constantly. It's on the TV, it's on billboards. It's in every ad you see, it'd be more, do more. Yeah. But you can just be yourself. And that is like literally the most beautiful thing is like learning to be your most authentic self and not having to live up to expectations of other people. Something else I really talk about with my reignited morning routine is starting to live your days for yourself instead of everybody else and stop and not like taking your days back off and not having to please everyone and do these things for everyone else that you don't really want to do. And I think that's something else we're taught is that we will be more loved if we can please everyone. Mm. And it's like, that's great. I want other people to love me, but if I don't love myself, it's not, it's not getting us anywhere. Yeah, 100%. Because when their love cuts off, it's like, where are you getting that love from? It all starts within yourself. Um, yes. So that is, that is a big thing I have learned this year and something I really want to start teaching other women because that was never taught to me. I was just telling someone the other day, I was like, we need a class in high school that's like life lessons that you need to learn before 30. because I'm 27 and it's taken me this long to learn how to love myself. That's insane. Yeah, absolutely. It's totally backwards. Like the way, like the messages that we receive. And unfortunately, so many of those things that we're unconsciously operating from are ingrained in our brains by the time we're seven. So a lot of these things we really just aren't even aware of. And we have to really take the time to seed out or, you know, all those things that are not serving us and replant these new seeds that are going to help spark more positivity and spark more, you know, innovation and just allow us to be more kind to ourselves and learn how to love ourselves. Cause from that place, I mean, just imagine how you're going to show up to your career in your relationship or for yourself when you just feel better about yourself, when you're just saying kinder things, like, you show up better. (laughs) And kind of going back to that analogy of like the campfire and like burning bright and like attracting people to you that want to gather around you. Part of that is loving yourself. Like one of those logs or like the foundations of that is like loving yourself. Because if you don't have that, you're not going to come off warm and fuzzy. You're going to not be very happy. Yeah. And that's just, it's the feeling. I get it because I've been there. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, pretty open about how I struggle with this too. Like, I mean, we all have those, those moments and it's, it's always like this constant, like coming back to like remind ourselves of those expectations. And that's why it's literally called a practice because it's, it's not like you get to some top of the mountain. I used to always think this, I had this like picture in my head that I would just get to the top of the mountain. And then I would just, you know, never have to work at it ever again. And it would be so great. My life would just pan out perfectly. And it's a magical dream. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. We have to continually practice and, you know, just offer ourselves that space to grow. And there's all always going to be different seasons and different things that we're ch- challenged by. And those are just more opportunities to learn more about ourselves and how we can support ourselves in those things. Right. And that's, and I mean, that's, I think what you and I are both offering with my mentorship and your coaching program is giving people the tools so that they can 
continuously combat those things in their lives, but they can get to a point where they recognize it and they, it's preventative versus let's reconstruct everything. Yes. So that's, I think that's so important um, for people yeah. to have. And like, we just don't have that. Absolutely. And it's, I think it, it really boils down to like creating this resiliency for yourself. I feel like that's what the journey has been, at least for myself over the past year. It's like, I still have those days. Like today, I literally was like crying for like 30 minutes, <laughs> like really overwhelmed. And I just like cried it all out and like took a shower and I'm more easily able to set those negative things aside faster. Whereas before they would knock me down for a week. Like mm -hmm. one thing would go wrong and I'd just be knocked out. And it's like, how do we, you know, continuously build this resilience so that when we do inevitably face the negative emotions and circumstances that are just going to happen, that we are resilient and we can stand strong in who we are and, you know, be able to nourish ourselves from that place. Right. And something, uh, something that I kind of had to learn to do also was <laughs> when I was feeling like I need to cry instead of being like, oh, I can't cry. I don't like, I shouldn't be crying right now being like, oh, like this is my body telling me something and I need to like, listen to it. So I feel like I used to so often push away those negative emotions instead of just being like, okay, we're here. This is what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And something that I've learned through researching a little bit about burnout is burnout is a cycle and we can get rid of the stressor that's causing us like that negative emotion. But until we do something to complete that cycle of stress, um, we, our body still feels unsafe and we carry that emotion with us. Mm -hmm. um, so crying. When you say this cycle, Courtney, can you walk us through like what that would look like? As far as like the burnout cycle or yeah. So I think the burnout cycle really is just getting overwhelmed, going low, whether that's like not getting out of bed, not wanting to hang out with your friends, not enjoying the things you want to do. And then kind of like pushing yourself back into that and being like, okay, I really need to do these things. Or like, you know, it's like, oh, take a bubble bath. That'll make you feel better. So we do that. And it's like, okay, I temporarily feel better. So now I'm going to go like hang out with my friends. But I then that stressor hits us again. Yeah. And right. then we're back into that. Oh, I'm low again. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that is like the kind of cycle we do. And it's that self-awareness that we have to have in the burnout cycle to say, oh, this stressor is causing me this emotion. Now, what do I do with this emotion? it's listening to your body and how it's responding to the stress. And so for me, something that I had to realize is um, when I was starting to feel like I needed to cry, I was like, okay, but like, why am I feeling like this? <laughs> mm -hmm. And then addressing that and then just letting myself cry and letting myself have that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you do that, you typically feel better. Like I always feel better after a good cry. Oh yeah. So it's your body releasing that emotion that you're holding. I used to suffer from headaches and back pain all the time because I had so much stress going on in my life. I was in a job I didn't like. Um, I was in a relationship that wasn't doing very well and I wasn't taking care of myself. And we talked about this earlier, but I just kept pushing myself to do the things I was supposed to be doing, but then I would fall off again and go back into that burnout cycle of going low. Um, and it wasn't until I started 
recognizing the emotions and working on the roots of those things that I got out of that cycle. Yeah. And it's not something as easy as just, it is simple. It's simple in the fact that it's like, you probably know what's causing you the stress and you know what you need to do, but like, there's a lot of emotions attached to like our jobs that are causing us stress and like financial security. Of course you can't just up and leave your job. So there's a lot of simple things that we, we can do to get us out of the burnout cycle, but there's, it's not always easy, you know? Yes. It's, Does that it's, make sense? You know, I'm trying easy. to like. No, that's absolutely true because that's how it is with most things, right? Like it's a simple thing. We most likely know what to do. And this is where mentorship is so important with this because it gives you that like container to be able to practice being this new version of you who no longer allows burnout to control their life. And that's really, that's kind of how I see coaching and mentorship in any form is like, we're, it's a container for you to practice this new version of yourself. Yes. So being coached or mentored by somebody who's been through it, it's almost like fast tracking instead of trying to like figure out like all of these different parts that you need to do. It's like somebody who's walked through it before and can help you and walk alongside you and guide you is so helpful. It eliminates a lot of that frustration and confusion. Exactly. And that's, I mean, I love people and that's why I do nursing. And that's why I decided to get into the mentoring coaching arena, because I was like, there is such a need for others to learn how to take care of themselves. And I just want to help do that. And I have struggled through my own journey with that. And I had to learn how to rewire my brain, learn how to plan fun into my day, learn that I deserve rest. Yeah. And I had to rediscover my purpose and working with other people and talking to them really helped me mm-hmm. get there quicker. I mean, I started the work after about a year and a half of struggling with this. And like within six months, I was like a completely different person. Yeah. It's amazing when you just finally figure out that like, oh, I need help and you act on needing help, what that can do for you. And I think the biggest thing I've learned in this season is taking action is the number one way to build self-confidence. Yes. 100%. Everyone's always waiting until the confidence to do the thing so that they can, you know, you know, move themselves through the process. I think that's a big misconception as well is like, oh, well, I have to wait until I'm confident. It's like, no, no, no. Confidence is a result of taking the action. (laughs) Correct. Yes. And yeah, I don't know why we think that we always want to wait until we're ready, but it's like, you got to go before you're ready. Ready is a lie. (laughs) It is. It so is. So absolutely. So kind of end with like some of your biggest takeaways from your experience. And I also want to hear just some of your favorite self-care activities that you love to do, the things that you like to do for fun before we kind of give our audience a chance to connect with you where they can find you. Okay. So the biggest takeaways I have learned through my experience of walking through my burnout journey is (sighs) you need to have a routine in place. You need to do something every day that you pour into yourself. It doesn't have to be the same thing every day. I literally have things written on my mirror in my bathroom to remind myself, like, these are the things that make me feel good. And when I'm feeling low and I see that, I'm like, oh, these are the things I need to be doing because we're so quick to forget. Reaching out to other people, whether you start off by talking to a friend and saying like, hey, like, 
I'm going through this tough time and I don't know what to do. At least you have told someone and you're not just harboring all that burden by yourself. So having a routine and reaching out and getting help are the two biggest things that I did for myself that brought me back up out of my rut I was in. And my favorite self-care things that I do for myself, oof, there's so many. (laughs) So I'm a night shift nurse. And something that's really important to me is getting up and getting out of bed and getting outside so I can get some sunshine before nightfall hits. And with it being the end of daylight savings time the other day, it's getting darker so much earlier. So it's so important to get those like few extra hours of sunlight for me. So that's something I really like to do is get up, get ready um, and get outside. And then my morning routine after that, I come in, I have my coffee, I sit down and I journal about whatever's on my mind, because when you're, you know, if people aren't always available to talk and you just need to dump your thoughts somewhere so you can have a clear mind. Those are my two biggest things that I have consistently done. I would say for like the past year now. And that has been something I always go back to when I know I'm like feeling kind of low or I'm having a bad day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, So many good takeaways to be able to break out of this crazy burnout cycle, reignite your life. And is there anything that you want to say specifically to anyone who's listening, who might be in that healthcare field, any last words specifically to them? Uh, Have grace with yourself. We are going through such a crazy time right now. And whether you are in a hospital that's overburdened by short staffing or Um, Of course, COVID cases right now are going back up. Or if you are in one of the hospitals that you're getting called off work because people aren't coming in and they don't, we don't have enough patients for everyone to take care of. So we're getting called off work and that means less money for us and our paychecks. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like two very different things happening right now in different hospitals. Just have grace with yourself, reach out to your coworkers, um, your friends, your family, even though like we can't be gathering with a large amount of people right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Zoom calls are great. Phone calls are great. And um, I have an Instagram platform, the reignited nurse. Um, You can reach out to me there. I am, I love talking to people and I love listening. So you can always reach out to me and I would love to help take some of that burden off of you. If you're feeling low and just need to vent a little bit, I'm there for you. Amazing. Well, you are so awesome, Courtney. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wonderful tips. I know this is going to be one that they're playing back multiple times to grab all of those tidbits and make sure to go download Courtney's guide so that you guys can reignite your morning. And thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Katie. I really enjoyed this. And just a little last bit, I am launching my reignited to burnout mentorship, or I'm sorry, that is the opposite way, the burned out to reignited mentorship program. Oh, I love that name. Uh, I'm only going to be opening a few spots. So I will have a link that you can sign up for the wait list. And then I can send you more information about that. If you're feeling like you are burned out and want to get help and learn ways to reignite your life and rediscover your purpose and what sets your soul on fire. I'd love to be there to help you. So I'll uh, send that over to you, Katie, and you can put that in your links too. Yes, I definitely will do that. And you said it's called Burned Out to Reignited? Mentorship. Yep. Love it. Awesome. Uh, 
Thank you so much, Courtney. I appreciate you so, so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Katie. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. You are what makes this movement and message possible. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, a family member, or take a screenshot and share it on your favorite social media platform and tag Mind and Body Strong. To learn more about coaching and courses to help you take your journey to the next level, visit mindandbodystrong.com.